Hello, it's great to have you join me again. This is the Risen Hope Podcast, and today I'll be talking about how being obedient to God requires sacrifice on our part. And I don't mean a sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. No, Jesus is the only perfect sacrifice who overcame death at the cross and was an atonement for our sins. But I'm talking about being a living sacrifice. So let me start off by asking you this. If I had to go to church on Sunday, because it's a great opportunity for my family and I to make an outing of it for a few hours on the weekend and then go back home to watch a celebrity reality TV show omnibus for hours on end, who am I worshipping? Jesus or the reality TV stars? And on every other day of the week, if I was so busy putting everything else in my life before Jesus, and yes, perhaps I get to read the Bible for five minutes or so, because my pastor said I should. And even then, when I'm reading my Bible, I'm thinking of everything else I need to get done. And by the end of it, I've been with Jesus, well, kind of been with Jesus, for about five minutes each day. What is Lord of my life? Jesus? Or my work? And the other things in my life? Don't get me wrong. We need to get on with life and move and do things and bring Him glory and advance His kingdom here on earth. But what I'm really asking you is what are you seeking first? Money? Then God? I've heard of people asking God to bless them with riches, worldly riches and money. Then and only then do they promise to give 10% of it back to His church. Don't bribe God. He doesn't really need your tithe because everything in the world and universe already belongs to Him. And although money can be used for good, the Word of God says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 20, it says, But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. I'll tell you what He wants, and that is... He wants your obedience. Maybe you're dating and that person is distracting you from God. Too busy impressing him or her that you forgot to spend time with God. Again, there's nothing wrong with being in a relationship with someone, but I'm asking, who are you putting first? Are you seeking God first? In the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 31 to 33, the Word of God says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So Jesus here is speaking as plainly and straightforward as possible. He tells us to stop worrying about the things of this world. Instead, we are to seek the things of God above all the other things of the world. God's kingdom is worth more than all the world's riches. And again, this does not mean that we should neglect our everyday responsibilities, not at all. But if we put God first through obedience and faithfulness, then God says He will take care of our daily needs. Stop worrying. The Word of God in Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 27 says, Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Stop worrying and putting everything else first because you're worried. 
Essentially, when you worry, you're actually saying, I don't trust you, God, and you start using your own strength and abilities. And that's when you get frustrated and you start to feel hopeless because inevitably, when we do anything using our own strength and abilities, we will stumble and fall. So when I ask you, are you seeking God first? Don't try to justify why you don't by saying, well, I'm just too busy. I'm too busy to study God's word. I'm busy, busy, busy. Stop. Be still. Be still. Put God first. For he is our refuge and strength. The account of Mary and Martha illustrates this so beautifully. If you open the Bible to the book of Luke, chapter 10, starting from verse 38, it reads, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. You see, Mary chose to seek the kingdom of God first, whilst Martha worried about everything else. Mary has chosen what is better, Jesus said. You too, I urge you to choose what is better. Seek God's kingdom first. Put Jesus first in your life. I know it's not easy. But being obedient to God requires sacrifice on your part. And besides, God has so much grace for you. He will bless you. And it is a sacrifice that will never compare to the sacrifice our Lord Jesus Christ offered for everyone's sins. Not just brothers and sisters in Christ, but everyone. He died for everyone, even those who don't believe him. And he saved us by his precious blood when we didn't deserve it. Jesus was the last sin offering. So even though sacrifice by the shedding of blood was ended, the Lord still asks us to sacrifice. Only that now God requires a different kind of sacrifice. In Paul's letter to the Romans chapter 12 verse one, it says, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. Give your life to God, just as Christ Jesus gave his life for you. Be a living sacrifice to God. Again, not for salvation and forgiveness of sins. No, Jesus is the only way to salvation and forgiveness of sins. But a living sacrifice, demonstrating obedience to God. So last week was Ash Wednesday, which marks the beginning of Jesus' 40-day fasting and temptation in the desert. Then after the 40 days of Lent is Easter Sunday, where we remember the resurrection of Jesus after his crucifixion. Many will sacrifice their favorite food or maybe a bad habit such as smoking. But I urge you, I urge you to be a living sacrifice to God. 
Fasting is good and important because God promises He rewards prayer and fasting, but only when done properly does fasting glorify and please God. Make sure your motives are right when you fast. Jesus warned us not to make fasting a show for others, drawing attention to ourselves, but to do it in a way that draws us closer to God instead. Do it in secret. Matthew chapter 6 verse 1 says, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Further on, from verse 16, Jesus said, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. God's desire is for us to draw near to Him. He prepares the way for our sanctification, but it is up to us to take the first step. Fasting should be done with a sincere heart, devotion, and sacrifice to our Lord Jesus. May this year's Lent be a time when you make time for God. Make time for Him. Put Him first. Let it be a time for you and I to reflect on the areas in our lives that we have failed God and turned away from Him and focus on turning our hearts and minds back toward God. God is testing you. He continually tests me. Our obedience in Him is a way to prove our faith is genuine. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. You can read that in James chapter 1, verse 3. You have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6-7 Abraham is a great example of how God continually tests our faith. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 17. What a true test of faith. Sacrificing your son's life in obedience to God. But listen to what happened when Abraham moved in obedience to God. We read in Genesis Chapter 22, starting from verse 15, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Because of Abraham's obedience, God blessed him greatly above and beyond our imagination. I find when Isaac asks Abraham, where is the lamb for the burnt offering, it's so compelling especially when Abraham answered, 
God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. He spoke with such faith, demonstrating he firmly believed in God's promises and his word completely. And there's the other side as well. When you disobey God, there are consequences. In fact, the whole world and humanity is in the mess it is right now because of the first sin, the first disobedience of man when Adam and Eve disobeyed God's clear and simple instruction. Even today, we are witness of how people's lives are being destroyed through immorality, crimes and other sinful activities. It is all a consequence of our disobedience to God and His commands. And there are a number of consequences resulting in disobedience, mainly spiritual, physical and emotional consequences. And most times these consequences don't just affect the person being disobedient, but other people too. Just in the news last week, a teacher shot six colleagues dead in Saudi Arabia. Her disobedience cost the lives of six other people. Disobedience is detestable to God. And that is why the devil will do anything to get you from disobeying God, just as he tempted Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Being obedient to God is not only rewarding to the person being obedient, but it, it can be rewarding to so many others. Just like Abraham, one man's obedience was a blessing for a multitude of people. In John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus said, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. Let us love the Lord our God with all our heart the same way Abraham loved and obeyed God. When you walk in obedience to God and be an example to your family and friends to walk in obedience to, you will surely receive an abundance of blessings from God. What is God asking you to sacrifice? I can't answer that for you. Only God can. And only you can discover that. Spend time with Jesus. Love him with all your heart, all your heart. Obey him and his will for you and he will guide you and he will show you what you need to give up what you need to remove from your life that has become a barrier between you and God, and he will make it clear to you what your calling is. Abraham and David held unto God with all their hearts, showing God so much love for him. They were faithful followers of God. Let us do the same. Let us pray. My heavenly Father, Thank you for sending your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sins. Even when I was not deserving of salvation, you sacrificed your Son so that we may live in obedience and unity with you, my God. Thank you, Father, for raising up my Lord and Savior on the third day, giving me the assured hope of eternal life with him in heaven and in your presence, Father. Help me to live an obedient life that brings glory to you. And may my heart be sensitive to your voice and will for me, so I may follow your ways and do only what you desire of me. Help me, Lord.
to live by faith. Help me to grow in my faith every day and to continually increase in divine wisdom and knowledge of your word so I may be effective in also guiding my family and others to live by faith and be obedient towards you. May you bless abundantly all your children who are walking by faith and in agreement with your commandments. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and Amen. Thank you for listening. I hope this message will bless you and that it will help you to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'll leave you with a song from the Planet Shakers album, Endless Praise. It's called Praise You, Lord. Have a blessed week, and I'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.